This is Thoughts and Players. Hello and welcome to level 29 of the Thoughts and Players podcast, the gaming podcast with both takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy, here once again with my two compadres. I have David. What up? And I have Corey. You have died of dysentery. Isn't that a fall thing? That is an Oregon Trail thing. The original. Oh. Yeah. yeah I, I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. we played that on our I've, computers at school, right? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I never, I never played of it. I, I've heard of the quote. I've never played the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It's a fun little game. You know, you try to go through the Oregon Trail, survive. You know, you make the people that you travel with, like your friends and family, and they all mm-hmm. end up dying. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's not a lot of fun, but it was a lot of fun back then. Right, right, <laughs> right. Definitely brings um, good positive energy to the top of this podcast. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like some good old dysentery to get you going. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this level of the Thoughts and Players podcast. Um, Now, before we get started with level 29, we need to address level 28. And by address, I mean slightly review the remaining half of the level that was lost to the Matrix. Um, That's that's apparently what happened. So uh, the, the guys were talking about... Resident Evil 8 Village. They were given their was it worth it. Technically an impression slash review. Guys, uh, let's briefly go back over that. Resident Evil 8. Um, general thoughts quickly and then was it worth it? Alright, I'll go. Um, I'm just going to go through them real quick. The visuals are amazing. Immaculate. Just You could just sit and look throughout the entire game and you're going to be impressed. Sound and the music? I like it. It's great. The music fits the settings. The sounds, you know, sounds like what it should sound like. Very clear. Uh, the story, I I was stunned. I, I, it, I, yes, it was a great story. And I'm going to go through it again and again. And it's still going to be great. The technicalities, um, I didn't have any issues, actually. And then gameplay, it was... Pretty solid straight through. No uh, no issues there. And I definitely think it was worth it. Yeah, real quick. Uh, agree with most of what everything David says. I'll talk more about it in quick fire. But uh, yeah, the only problem I had was probably the gameplay wasn't up to par to like other first person games. You know, the gunplay, but everything else was amazing. Loved it. It's going to be in my top 10 at the end of the year. So it was worth it. Do you think that had anything to do with your guy losing his hand a lot? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, because you'd always throw it right back on. Like nothing ever yeah, happens. So. Guy's a trooper. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like a robot. You just detach it back. You detach it back to your wrist, and you're good to go. That's how it works. Um, and then also we had Gamerly Groot. I don't remember what was the Gamerly Groot subject. David was uh, running that with Steve Harvey. Best crossover. Best crossover. Yep. That's right. Yep. And if I remember, I Who barely won that? Corey. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
That's how I remember. Really? Okay, yeah. that's not how it happened because I am undefeated in Gamerly Groon. Okay, I oh, won that true. one. Ah, okay. Now I'm remembering all the unbearableness of you is coming back. Uh, that's why it was we... deleted, right? The episode. The Matrix. Your hatred of me winning. The Matrix. You? The Matrix. Neo did not was not successful in his mission in the Matrix. That's it's what happened. Leo. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did a good vibes only where we talked about positive stuff. So um, that also happened. And uh, you now have finished level 28 other thoughts and players podcast. If you like what you heard, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> we are moving on to level 29 and we are going to start as usual with the morning announcements. And in this level, we have four news stories. That's right. Quattro. Or Quattors, as they say in another language I forgot the name of. News item number one. EA announced their digital schedule thingy me baba. E3. What did I say? EA. Jesus Christ. You got EA on the mind. Yes, because I hate um e3 announced their schedule their digital expo yada yada so what is that schedule looking like for e yes so there are four days of e3 events starting saturday june 12th we have ubisoft and gearbox sunday june 13th we have a big one we have microsoft and bethesda together you know obviously microsoft owns bethesda so they're doing a conference together uh square enix the PC Gaming Show, and the Future Game Show, which I don't know what that is. Also, Warner Brother Games, Back for Blood, and 24 Entertainment. So, busy Sunday. Uh, Monday is a lot of uh, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razer, Capcom, as well as Take-Two, and Verizon, and Intellivision. And then Tuesday, June 15th, we will have Bandai Namco and Nintendo's Direct. So I wow. can we can just skip day one then, right? It's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, Ubisoft and Gearbox have zero, <laughs> zero interest just for me. <laughs> yeah. Split, Splinter Cell is coming back, though. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. You think we get a lot of Starfield uh, with Microsoft Bethesda? It, it would be about time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you kind of saw, like, their icon for E3, like the little picture they put out. Mm-hmm. It was Master Chief on the top. And below, it looked like outer space, which Starfield takes place in outer space. So I think Starfield's going to get a lot of publicity here. Uh, you know, as well as I do, Bethesda loves to do the, hey, we're showing off this game. And a couple months later, it's out. I don't I don't know if Starfield, that'll happen for them. Right. I, I'm thinking it's got to be close, you know. Uh, when was the last big Bethesda RPG? Whenever Star, uh, Fallout 76 was. Right, three, four years ago. Was it three years ago? Not longer than that, right? Four or five. No, I think it was four or five. I think it's maybe like within the last couple of years, two or three years. It was three three years ago, but then before that, it was Fallout 4, which had to be... What was that, 2015? Yeah, so six years ago. So it's, I mean, there's got to be a game almost done, I would think. (laughs) We know, but the games are never done. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys, which one you guys excited for? Uh, honestly i want to see what nintendo brings and mm-hmm. i mean i guess xbox because you know they're going to be on pc anyways okay yeah i would say none of them but then actually thinking about it i'm going to go with microsoft bethesda because 
Microsoft has been really, really busy. They've been a busybody. And so it'd be interesting to see what they bring to the table there. Okay, I'm a love Nintendo. You know, there's always a chance they bring back something really special. So mm -hmm. excited for that one. Yeah, nice. Well, speaking of Nintendo, we're going to move on to news item number two. Where Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD remake on the Switch has fast travel locked behind a Loftwing or the Loftwing Amiibo. Now, this is something you could do in the original game. You could just fast travel. But now this is a... Oh, you couldn't? Oh, you couldn't at no. all, actually. <laughs> no. So actually, fast travel didn't exist in the original. Right. And they're locking this new feature behind the Amiibo. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, now that I'm hearing it in that... See, I misremembered. I thought it was the other way around. Now that I'm hearing it this way, do I have a major problem with it? I probably yes. should, right? <laughs> I think you should. A little bit. I yeah. do. I mean, like, what's what's the point of a remake? A point of a, re or a remaster, it's to improve the graphics for sure. You yeah. know, having, being able to run on, you know, current gen consoles. But I also think it's also, like, quality of life things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This feels like something that was missing in the original game. I never played the original one, Skyward Sword, but I feel like it was probably a problem. You know, having the travel back and forth, probably long distances, took a lot of time. Um, if you remember Wind Waker HD for the Wii U, they did something to where the wind was always behind your back in the sailboat. Because that was a big issue where you'd always have to change the direction of the wind if you wanted to go a certain spot. So they changed that for that game. And it made the game so much better. And I can assume fast travel makes this game a lot better. And to put it behind, which I think is a 20 or $25 Amiibo, like that's, yeah. that's yikes. That's expensive DLC. Right. I, uh, I hear you. I, I hear you. This sounds like something like what Sony would do. <laughs> is, is Sony you, that predatory? They want your yeah, money. Yeah, pretty predatory. I mean, yeah, they're all they, predatory. Yeah, they're, kind of, yeah. they're, all, they're all predatory. Yeah, so just but... just hide it better. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. With like Nintendo, yeah, they have all these Amiibos and they throw them all at you because they have what probably a hundred at this point but right. they've never made it to where it's like you absolutely need it to get this they've always added it's... little things but not this big kind, kind of not i don't think any of the features have been this big but every amiibo has something that it unlocks in game every right. single one right so i don't i don't know the whole list of amiibos but i can guarantee um there was some amiibos that really improve the game or just made it easier made it better you know so um this is kind of par for the course you know this is the worst offender they've done but i don't know nintendo they're not they're not good people so it sounds like you can buy you can just buy the game and get mm -hmm. the full original experience of the game yeah or you can get the amiibo with it and unlock this convenient feature well, how much is the game because remasters uh, typically go for a little less right yeah, it'll probably still be sixty bucks. Or, or it is sixty bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's that's Nintendo. You know, you see a lot of remasters. Uh, one that just came out, Mass Effect, sixty bucks. But what do you get? You get three games. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me Nintendo couldn't have put Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword into a bundle and put it out there for sixty bucks. If they did that, sure, make your amiibo sell features. But you know, they. I don't want to get on a rent. Jeremy's Echo, I don't want to do it. 
So, <laughs> well, also the, stick with... the thing is, are they going to make as many Amiibos and have them ready at launch when this game comes out? Or is people going to be screwed over because they can't find them? Who knows? Probably not. You're right. They probably won't even have enough Amiibos for everyone because they like to do that thing where they put very low product out. So everyone buys it up and it becomes really wanted. Well, yeah, that just promotes scalping. And they yeah, just lose money. No, no. They could just make more money by out. putting out more product. Listen, the harder things are to find, the more people want them. That's just, I, I think it's just human nature. You know, if I walk into a store and I see a product, I've honestly been like, oh, I don't want that. But if I know it's sold out and then I see the product, I need it. So, That's I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, it's not cool. Jeremy, have you decided whether you're outraged or annoyed or cool with it yet? I'm not outraged. I'm not annoyed. I'll say that I'm, you know what? Nintendo, do better. You can do better. I mean, not the amiibo down to maybe $10. I mean, they won't, they won't help, do better. help a brother out. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Freaking Nintendo. Uh, news item number three. This is one that I'm sure Corey won't have nearly as much to say about as previous <laughs> news story. And that is that God of War Ragnarok has been delayed to 2022. Now, Corey, don't you have a you have a relationship with this game, don't you? Uh, I did draft it first round in the video game draft. That was which round? Uh, first. Oh, wow. <laughs> I made no. sure my third, fourth, and fifth, fifth pick were excellent, just in case something like this happened. Right. Oh yeah. So, uh, so right. now we've all had that's, one game delayed, right? So we I mean, all let's have talk about the seventy-five. Let's not, let's not talk about the game bracket. All right, that's not really important right now. All right, we're talking uh-huh, about the quality. Now that, now that it was one of my games, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, this isn't surprising, right? No, no. With how much stuff has been delayed this year and last year, and I guess it's par for the course. Yeah, no info was shown on it besides that one little title splash screen. Like, you know, you knew once March, April came, and there was no info. This wasn't coming out this year. So, yep. Um, Meanwhile, they've revealed a bunch of new uh, gameplay uh, footage and stuff for Horizon Forbidden West. Right, uh, right. What's that release date? It's going to be some time this year. Oh, not known yet. Uh, it could get pushed back as well, which would not be good. I have a question for you. So we know Horizon is coming to PS4, right? Yeah. Also on this new story, it said God of War is coming to PS4. Yeah. And Gran Turismo 7 is coming to the PS4. Yeah. Is this a good thing? No. Like, we want... It's tough, because you don't want to be selfish and say, hey, everyone that owns a PS4... Uh, you don't get to see these games, but we want these kind of games exclusive to the PS5 to actually showcase the best of the do. best, right? It'll, right be, exactly. it'll be a year plus since the PS5 has come out that these games released. Um, right. And I look at it right now to where easily my PlayStation 5 is the worst investment I've made recently. <laughs> and, I've in, and I invested <laughs> in Dogecoin. So, like, uh, yeah, they definitely need to get it to where there is more of an impetus for people to get the PlayStation 5 because I look at it, I still use my PS4 most of the time because I watch YouTube and stuff on it. Mm. I can, If I can go ahead and 
sling a new God of War and a Gran Turismo and Horizon in there, then, you know, I mean, what else am I really getting out of the PlayStation 5? Like, why did I really get it? You know? It's just, it's really weird how they're doing it because some games are PS5 exclusive. Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And you have these games that are coming out significantly later than those bigger titles. And it's like, yeah, they can play them on PS4. I, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. It's money. You know, yeah, you have 110 exactly. million people, but still, it's kind of not a spit in the face. You know, Sony can do whatever they want, but it's, it's yeah. almost felt like you need to get a PS5. You know, we care right. about generations of games. You know, you can't use your old controller on the new game because this new system is going to have all its new stuff. And it's like, no, that's, that's a lie. Right. Yeah, I definitely think Sony is much more concentrating on selling software than selling hardware. There's just more of a, a more profit margin there for them. Oh, yeah, because they've started putting their games on PC a little bit more, too. Yeah. Um, Days Gone and then Uncharted 4 was just announced for PC. Yeah. Way to go, PlayStation. You were able to put a, uh, what, nine-year-old game on PC finally. I mean. <laughs> Woohoo! Good work. Um, news item number four. Dead by Daylight had their RE characters revealed on May the 25th. They were Leon from Resident Evil, Jill also from Resident Evil, and the killer slash monster who is also from Resident Evil, Nemesis. Now, David, you must have... Um, had an absolute pants parade when they announced these characters. <laughs> oh, for sure. As yeah, we we talked about in earlier levels. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted Leon. I wanted Nemesis, and I wanted the Raccoon City Police Department to be a map, and it is. There you and go. They didn't release a map for the last three chapters, I think, because they were redoing all the graphics and stuff. So this is the first new map in quite a while. Nice and. What's really cool is when you play as Nemesis, there's AI zombies across the map. There's like mm. two or three at most. But okay. as Nemesis, you can infect the survivors and soak the zombies. And I think they did a great job intertwining the two uh, series, the worlds together. And I'm really excited. They, it comes out June 15th. And that's that's where all my time is going to be. That sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the add-on, it's only 12 bucks, and the game itself is 20 bucks. Oh, nice. So, I mean, this is a pretty cheap game, and it's it's worth all the time you put into it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, that is our morning announcements. Three, four stories. Four very important stories. Which means yes. we're going to move on to the roundtable where we discuss a singular topic of discussion <gasps> and all the other stuff. And But it's basically become the video game character bracket segment. And as we round out this tourney, we are moving on to, is it the final bracket? One more after this. We got one more. more. So this is bracket number seven. Seven. 
before we complete it and get to our elite eights. And it is the action adventure bracket. Very big bracket. Took a lot of time and consideration. It's yeah, very, a hard one. very bigly, very bigly bracket. And um, we're going to move right into it. Huh. I mean, we got some headers here. Do we? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, let's let's go ahead and get into this. Doing some randomizer. I am ready if you guys are. We're ready. Oh, of course. All right. So we will now go into it. Our first competitor. Beep boop pop beep boop pop beep pop beep beep. It's PlayStation's own Nathan Drake versus. Beep boop pop beep boop pop beep boop beep pop beep. Oh wow! Is it? Oh wow! Is guys, it, is, it, is it Lara? Guys, no, I think it's the last. You'd might, you'd might as well have Spider Man pointing at Spider Man because it's Lara Croft. <laughs> oh, yes. oh wow! Right away, two titans of industry, Nathan Drake. A man who goes around and steals treasures from dead civilizations versus Lara Croft, <laughs> a woman who goes around and steals treasures from, from dead civilizations. <laughs> um, oh, guys, man. where do we go with this battle? I mean, this seems like a, a, a basically a, 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 I don't know. It's a, it's a mirror match. It's, it, exactly. It is. Um. Uh, now I know a bit about Laura. Is Nathan just a regular person on adventures? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as regular as someone is who like murders thousands of people over the course of their of their series, but you know, Laura does the same stuff. So uh, you guys they probably don't... have they they probably have uh, significant mental high? mental issues. You think? But you think uh, they do. <laughs> yeah, they're regular. They're regular. I mean, super athletic though. They jump gaps that nobody could make uh oh yeah oh yeah so very very so where do we where do we even start are any of us nathan drake people here uncharted fans have we played any of them very pretty games very, very pretty, pretty games, games. i've so played i played uncharted one and uncharted two okay by the way begin the beginning of uncharted two one of the best beginnings of a video game is that the train yeah that's a famous ab- scene. Absolutely epic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I swear to go with this. Lara has been around longer, so she's had more adventures. Um, yeah. She can wield a bow very yeah. well. Yeah. She also sets traps to an extent, if I remember right. correctly, in these like, in these kind of reboots. Right. Yep. Um, Nathan is mostly a gun guy. Yeah. Okay, but he's got, in my opinion, way more charm than Lara. Yes. Yeah, but what are they going to do in a fight, though? Also, I will say this. Lara dies hilariously. So we have to take that into account. Yeah. The best deaths. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. What are you guys thinking? They're literally the same. How's Nathan's physical combat? I mean, you know, he could punch and kick. Yeah. I will say Nathan has always known how to take cover 
where Lara just recently learned how to take cover. However, Lara can back used to be able to backflip jump and shoot at the same time, where Nathan has never been able to do that. Also, Lara versus more of the wilderness than Nathan does, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But Nathan does more supernatural stuff. Is that something that always happens in the Uncharted games towards the end? Not always. Not also, always. Nathan, also, Nathan drives cars. That's true. Lara's never driven a car in her games. No. She was driven in a car once and almost died. I think that's how the second <laughs> one starts. <laughs> but Lara does have a creepy butler that farts. And right, well, here's okay, we're gonna factor this in. And so Nathan has Sully, right? Mm-hmm. We all like Sully, I think. But Laura doesn't have the butler on her trips. Instead, she has the Inuit guy. I like him though. I don't know his name. He's good, <laughs> but he's no Sully. He's no Sully, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And like we're talking strictly for emotional support. Sully's not not shooting with Nathan. He's not on his team. He's just gonna wisecrack. To the side. Exactly. But if they if they were to be competitives, right? They're not. But if they were. Right. right. Then I feel like Sully might take it in an overall prowess thing. I mean, the Inuit guy seems like he could beat Sully up. But, you know. If, if you, you, have to, you have to think about the power of love. I feel like the Inuit guy is, is probably madly in love with Lara. Probably madly in love with her. Right. So you can lift cars when you're in love, okay? Here's, but here's, I'm gonna make an assumption. But, but they're here. not even competitors. So I don't know why right, we're talking right, about. Right, right, That's that. We're just trying to even <laughs> it out because it's like I said, this is Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. So we're just, we're just trying to figure out what's going on here. If I gotta go with someone, I think out of respect, I'm gonna go with Lara because she's an OG. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay, I can respect that. I am going to say, uh, like I said, I haven't played too many Uncharted. Played a little bit of like every one of them, but Lara is is, is a survivor. You know, she's not wisecracking like Nathan. Her stories are are pretty serious. Yeah. So, and she is always surviving. So for that, I'm gonna give her the vote as well. Yeah, I was already kind of there with you guys, because I I don't know. They, I mean, they obviously sound the same, but I don't know the kind of adventures Nathan's going on. And I did play the original two Tomb Raiders. Mm-hmm. I know there was, there was like three or four of them. I only played the first two. Yeah. And I mean, like, from what I can recall, it was a pretty good story. So I'm going to go with Laura. All right. Laura takes a clean sweep over Nathan the Drake. And we move on to our next competitors. Go ahead and enter this in here. And let's randomize. Beep boop pop up, beep boop pop up, beep boop beep boop pop. We have. Ooh. Okay, now this is already spicy. This is already spicy. We have Ellie slash Joel. Yes. Of The Last of Us. Going against. Beep boop pop up. Beep boop. This don't pop. be a sweep. Go beep up. Hmm, okay. <laughs> uh John Marston of Red Ooh. Dead Redemption. Oh. I think this is easy. Huh. All right. 
This is an interesting one. I'm interested to see where everyone's coming from on this one. I think this one is easy. All right. Uh, who wants uh, Who wants to go first and lay the claim, lay their case? Hold I need on, to hear some. I need to hear some Red Dead people stuff first. So. Okay. Well, Red Dead Redemption, John Marston, um, you know, cowboy bounty hunter used to be part of the uh, the Dutch. Is it what was it the <laughs> some gang, I forgot what it was in Red Dead Redemption 2, I forgot. I, d- I know the, the leader's name is Dulch, and he's there with Arthur Morgan and all those guys, but he, you know, eventually leaves that gang and becomes his own guy. He's a dead-eye shooter, all the different stuff like that. Um, part of that ability is what leads me to think in this bout that between John Marston and Ellie slash Joel, that... Um, I, I think I got to go John Marston here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. David. Okay. Well, I thought it was pretty easy until you said he had his, that dead eye ability. Um, now, is there any kind of charge or anything for that? Or is he just be able to just flick it on and shoot? Because Joel and a- Ellie are pretty good hiders. Yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> cooldown after you use the ability. Uh, okay. Yeah. How long is the cooldown? Um, uh, it, I mean, if it's a maxed out John Marston, not very long. We're talking what, maybe a matter of seconds. Okay, because I was gonna say, because if he hits one of them, either one don't matter, and they have time to get in there before he has it reloaded. But I don't know. I I might have to go with Red Dead on this then. Listen, here's the deal. I think the way of the cowboy is dead. All right, John Marston is from a simpler time. He's got simpler guns. See, I don't think he's really got a. With. He doesn't even really have a cover system, does he? Like these people are survivors. They were in the apocalypse. Like they are right. brutal. Have you seen Ellie? Like she will get shot and she will chew out your neck muscles. Like John, John is not surviving this fight. Deadeye is strong, Ellie, but Ellie and Joel almost got killed by Abby in the same game. I mean, Abby's like six four, three hundred pounds, bro. She's not, so but she's not though. <laughs> I, I, I gotta go just and just for sheer numbers, Ellie and Joel. That's two. Like David was about to say. You know, he might get one of them, sure, but the other one's coming right for him. I don't, I don't, I don't think he takes out both of them before one of them gets up. I do, because he can do Deadeye. Yeah, that allows you multiple. Yeah, you can spray right. like three or four people. Well, you know what? David didn't pick quick enough, so I'm making him break the, break the tie. Okay. Oh, my God. All right, Corey. I agree with everything you said. Like they're updated, they're survivors. They're dealing with the apocalypse. They have way better guns and movability. I'm gonna assume, but uh, this whole dead eye thing is just has me stuck. And I will say, John did survive a zombie apocalypse, right? As well as being left for dead by several people several times. Okay. 
Um, as much as I love The Last of Us, I think the Dead Eye thing takes it. John Marston downs Ellie and Joel. Who unbelievable! I, I unbelievable really didn't want to say battle. that. I did not want to say that. <sighs> unbelievable. I know how we all feel about that going down. Um, Corey and David devastated me, just rejoicing gleefully. I'm very devastated uh, right now. Means we're gonna move on. Our next choices we got. Beep boop pop pa beep boop pop pa beep boop pop boop beep boop beep. Wraith of Apex versus beep boop pa boop pa boop beep pa beep boop pa beep boop pa beep boop pop. Okay, there we go. It is oh oh David. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? What? Leon S. Kennedy. Leon S. Kennedy. Oh, Resident God. Evil. Uh... Now, here's the thing I will say. Wraith seems like something Leon would fight in the RE universe to some extent. Yeah. You're not wrong. This seems like a bad matchup for him, though. Not going to lie. Well, let's think about it here. What all can, what, what all can Leon do? He can suplex. So, Yep. Leon is great with guns and stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, in Resident Evil 4, there is a hand cannon. Yeah. And it's a one-shot. Yeah. So it pulls out that gun. All he has to do is just land a shot, and yeah. he can win. Exactly. Um, I mean, now, what all, what all Resident Evil games, you, you don't really, you know, you can knife attack. Yeah. Knife is OP. You, you, I mean, you can dodge. Yeah can't dodge as Wraith, though. Wraith has to have... Well, she has a little knife, too. I don't know, actually. I don't know what that's called. But, I mean, she could do a teleport thing where she goes into another, like, universe or whatever for a couple seconds, and she can appear whatever she can run to. <sighs> right. But at the end of the day, <sighs> she still got to shoot you. Right. Yeah. And Leon has well, swag. Yeah, but also in Apex, there is a Kraber, and that's a one shot. But that's also a sniper. Right. Right. Exactly. So if she's using a sniper rifle, she's not really using her ability for portalizing, really, is she? Maybe if she portalizes from one ledge to another ledge, but I don't know. Right. Because, I mean, if you, if you get point blank with a sniper, you really can't miss. Yeah. Wow, this is hard. Why do I get all the tough ones? <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, it's Leon because Wraith just has to deal with other people who think they're top dog because she thinks she's top dog. And sure, she has a ability, but that... I don't think that's going to give her the win. Okay. Corey, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking? Um, it's hard for me to vote against Leon. I know yeah. next to nothing about Wraith. I have a man crush on Leon. 
Okay. Uh, and I the just think he's, shoots. I think he's the coolest dude in the world. <laughs> I really just think he's awesome. I mean, he saved the president's daughter. That's something out of a Disney movie, man. Like the president's daughter. He like any, and, he, and he, I'm assuming in six, he probably saves the world and Resident Evil nine. He's going to save the galaxy. So Leon, Leon for president. <laughs> I love Leon. So you're voting Leon. Yeah, you are too. You were leaving that. No, I'm not voting. I'm voting Wraith. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Wraith can teleport. She can teleport. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I I should mention when she teleports, she leaves a a trail of where she's going. Yeah, but she can teleport. Yes. Right. I mean, look here. It doesn't matter. Wraith is down. I don't have anything for Wraith. Right. I'm just saying she can teleport. But Wraith goes can suplex. Exactly. <laughs> Wraith, Wraith goes down. Leon stands. That's what the S stands for. Leon stand tall Kennedy. <laughs> and uh, we now have our last two combatants, which is Alloy of Horizon Fame versus Rico of Just Cause. Um, let's see here. Who wants to go first with this? This is kind of a weird. I need. I need info. I think this is is you, Jeremy. I would agree, and it's kind of weird. (laughs) Uh, So, but I think so. You have alloy bows, more kind of like you know, somewhat tribal, simplistic weapons, but there's a lot of futuristic cyber things added to it. Dino robots, that whole thing, absolutely litty. And then you have Rico, though. Rico has uh, can blow up pretty much anything. Um, he can grapple onto fighter jets in midair. Uh, he can paraglide across an ocean. Um, this guy sounds OP. I love Alloy. Right? You 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 mentioned you had a man crush on Leon. I have a. Woo man crush on Alloy. <laughs> I think she's a great protagonist. But Rico has so many gadgets and so much weaponry and so little of a conscience when you actually play the games. Um, that if he thinks you're doing wrong, he's like, oh, well, I just got to blow him up and not think <laughs> about it. The guy will attach himself to nuclear missiles. And do and does do he has to do in order to get his mission done? Rico is a psychopath. So in this in this meeting, in this clash, unfortunately, Alloy, sorry, girl, I got to put you down. I'm going with Rico on this one. Yeah, based on everything you said, I'm gonna go with them too. Like, I think I actually think they're gonna win this entire bracket based on all that. Alloy, she she had a chance because she's a scavenger and she's a trapper, and I feel like she would outsmart Rico. Rico goes for the big bombastic play, but I mean he's got the he's got the he's got the tools to do it. So I'm voting yeah. him as well. I mean he's got he's got attachments that will propel you, push you forward up into an air or up along, and then it explodes. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's. Sorry, Aloy, but Rico takes it. And that leads us to a very interesting matchup here. 
Laura Croft versus John Marston. I mean, you just have to go with the whole Dead Eye thing. That's the only reason he won. Is that going to affect Laura? Laura? Laura, Laura, whatever. Laura. Yeah, because here's what I'll say. I think, I think you know, we talked about Nathan, Drake, and Laura. I think Nathan had more of an inclination of being stealthy than Laura. Right? Um, so in that regard, and I'm saying that because I'm remembering one of the stealth missions from Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so besides that, though, I think, I think I'm going to have to go with Marston on Lara Croft. Um, cause he can just dead eye shoot her down. Unfortunately. Yeah. By that logic, I think I'm going John Marston as well. I think Lara would have a chance, you know, cause she, she also is pretty stealthy. Yeah. You know, a lot of that game is in darkness and you're trying to like get as many, uh, stealth kills as you can. Yeah. But yeah, John, John's got that dead eye. It's a very strong tool in his arsenal. So, yep. Next matchup. You got Leon Stan Tall Kennedy versus Rico. It's Rico. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, I don't even have a counter argument with Leon. He can maybe get the hand cannon off, but that's it. He has a one shot, one opportunity. You know. Um, I I will too go with Rico on this one. Uh, the guy's just got too many weapons at his disposal, too many gadgets. Okay, he moves on. I'll abstain from voting so I don't hurt Leon's feelings. <laughs> Very nice. Oh my gosh. Which leads us to John Marston versus Rico. Now, I think does Dead Eye get off before Rico gets him? That's the question, That's the right? That's the question. That's the question. Because we've been we've been, you know, pulling Dead Eye and saying, hey, this is the thing that wins it for John. So does he get it off? And does he hit Rico? Before Rico's able to do anything. Exactly. <sighs> um, here's, here's what I'll say. You know, a lot of with Just Cause and Rico, a lot of the damage you're doing, you're doing from the air. Mm-hmm. So you're a fair distance away from people. So I feel like that would give him an advantage with the Deadeye ability. Because... Those old 1912 or 1892 revolvers only have so much distance on them that he can accurately shoot with, with the dead eye if it's able to hit or clip Rico. Where Rico can rain down grenades or shots from above with more modern weaponry. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I'm totally on board. I think Rico, uh, the maneuverability is way better than anyone else in this bracket. You know, with the wingsuit, you yeah. know, and the grappling hook, you can just yeah. use those two items to get way far above. And like you said, his superior firepower with the grenades and just all the cool gadgets he has. He has one where you can, like, connect things together and they launch at each other, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So all it takes is John to a rock and, and that's it. It's true. That's true. All right. Hey. Well, I mean, <coughs> I agree. I'm going Rico. David, how do you feel? I mean, based on that, I'm going to go with him too. Okay, clean sweep for Rico in the adventure, action adventure bracket, a surprise winner. Um, 
But again, I mean, you know, we had the we had the the Giants collide in the beginning with Laura and Nathan. Um, right. But he takes the bracket and he joins an illustrious Elite Seven now. Um, before we get right, to the so, Elite Eight. Geez. I'll say this. I thought this bracket, whoever they produced as a winner, was just going to get decimated. Yeah, yeah me too. Rico might give yeah, it the right matchups. Yeah. He's going to be a tough battle against somebody. Yeah. He's got moxie. He's got potential. He does. He does. I like the kid. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, Rico takes a bracket. Let us know what you think. Action adventure. Let us know about the um, Elite Seven we have. We should probably post that somewhere so you guys can keep track with who's in the Elite Seven so far. So that way you guys know and remember, and we also know and remember. We're going to move on from the roundtable to Quickfire, where we talk about one, two, sometimes three games that we've been playing that we want to highlight. I'll go first because it's short. It's one game. City Skylines. City Builder that came out like four or five years ago. It's super cool, super amazing, having a lot of fun with it. And that's it for me. Who would like to give their quick fire next? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Right. Uh, been grinding the Apex. My battle pass is already at level 90, and I still have like 60 days to finish it and 20 levels. <laughs> uh, I picked up Dibadalate again because, you know, Nemesis and them are on their way, so I gotta get those blood points going. And uh, it's actually been a lot of fun again. I, I didn't play it for a while because uh, it seemed really killer heavy-sided, and that's not fun playing or playing against. But it seems they fixed the issue. And I, as we stated right at the beginning, I played Resident Evil 8 and loved it. That's my quick fire. Nice. Okay, I've been playing Returnal, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, RE Village, I was able to beat it, and I also played a little bit of Mercenaries. Really, really love that game. I think the story was great. The ending was uh, super awesome for anyone that's gotten Mm -hmm. to that part. Very cool. And then uh, Mass Effect Legendary Collection. I think this will be on my quickfire for quite a while because it's three games, and I am only into the first one about two hours in, but... Graphics look nice. The gameplay holds up mostly. But the thing about those games are always the world building and the characters and the conversations. And those, are I don't even think, can still be touched. You know, the world building they've done in the first two hours of that game is just amazing. You know, hearing about wars that happened centuries ago and why certain races are a certain way. It's just really, really great stuff by BioWare that we'll never see from them again. (laughs) Sure what uh, unfortunately what made, you, what made you cave to buy it didn't you say you weren't gonna get it uh yeah because i had so many games <laughs> uh, okay, a ton okay. of games but i but i did beat resident evil village so i'm like okay one game is down i can fill it in with three more <laughs> that's how that works i that i that's good math good math <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking forward to jumping into a bunch of games so hopefully the next one will be a lot more full mm-hmm. got one that i probably should take back but might not because i think i might end up loving it so really? we'll see yep we'll see um that is it for quick fire though it was quick so that means that we are going to take our break short break and when we come back we will be back with of course was it worth it this level of the thoughts and players podcast was made possible by your support 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to like, rate, and share the show, as well as contribute to our community questions and segments. Doing so helps the show grow, keeps our content engaging, and most importantly, make sure your voice is heard. Thanks for tuning in. And now, back to the show. And we are back with more thoughts and players. We're moving on to our favorite segment and your favorite segment, Was It Worth It? And in this level, we're going to talk about Returnal. Well, actually, we're not. Corey's going to talk about it because uh, he's the psychopath that decided to play this game. (laughs) So, of course, we'll be going through the five categories of uh, visual, sound and music, story, technical aspects of the game, and, of course, the gameplay itself. So, Corey, you've had your hands on Returnal for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get to talking about it. So we're going to start with visuals. Now, from the trailers, the game looked beautiful. You've played it on the PlayStation 5. The brand new uh, experience in gaming that no other game will touch. Gran Turismo, all those other games, exclusively for the PlayStation 5. I'm sorry they aren't, but this one is... This uh, one how is. Was, how was the visuals? I will say the visuals are mostly good. Now, uh, the environments are mostly dark, um, but they do have things that make them stand out. You know, the um, architects, arch- architecture of the world is really unique. Um, but it kind of falters in some spots. The character model looks kind of goofy in some areas, and I don't know why that is, but... The particle effects in the world are really cool. The enemies' beams that they shoot at you look really nice. The lighting is really good. The rain looks really good. Um, I wasn't wowed by it when I turned it on, and there hasn't been a, a point in the game where I'm just like, stop and just stare. But for the most part, it's, it's above average. You know, the lighting looks really good, the ambience of everything. But uh, I wouldn't say it's great. And like I said, at some points, some small points, it looks kind of terrible. Like when it really like goes into like a cutscene where it goes up on her face, I don't know why it is. I almost feel like it was done purposely, but it looks very muddled and almost like a PS2 game, honestly. But uh, wow, ninety nine percent of the time the game looks good to great, nice. Okay, okay, okay. Would you say it's like Outriders level? Most of the time. I, I would say it's better. Like I said, okay. that it, it really is just that 1%, but it looks so out of place. It's like, yeah, eh. It's kind but, of more jarring. Right. And there's nothing like RE Village where I like stopped and stared because just how beautiful the environments were. You know, I think right. this is pretty much a, a really nice ceiling throughout. You know, it's like, okay, this looks good. This environment looks good. This looks good. But nothing, nothing wowed me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then uh, let's move on to um, sound and music. You talked about the architecture, the atmosphere, sound and music is a big part of that. So how did the sound and music lend to the game experience? Yeah, so usually with sound, I really don't have too much to say. I say, yeah, guns sound like guns, you know, but in this game, the environments are great, you know, and you really depend on the sound to to help you win because you you hear where the enemies are coming. You hear what kind of attacks they're doing, and you can hear everything around you so you use that to your advantage and try to be able to dodge things that you can't necessarily see because these bullets are coming from every direction these beams are coming from every direction and you depend on that sound to help you and when you're using the dual uh the 3d audio it just really enhances it makes it sound really really good 
Um, as for music, a lot of it is, is pretty low key. You know, it's kind of just like the sounds of the environment. But there's been a couple boss battles I've gotten into where it just amped up to a point where I, I was feeling 10 feet tall. I was so pumped to get into that boss fight strictly because of the music. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I got to give it kudos for that. But, yeah, sound, music, both uh, very high positives, in my opinion. Nice. Good. Nice. Um, so, you know, we did a yay or nay on this one. So I have mm-hmm. a little bit of idea of what the story is, but um, really, how, what would you rate the story of Returnal? Okay, so the story is uh, it's about an astronaut, Celine, who gets crash-landed on a planet, and she walks up to a body, and she realizes, hey, she's been here. So she's kind of stuck into a groundhogs-type situation, where every time she dies, she comes right back to the start point, and she has to make her way through uh this planet this environment now for the most part the story is told through like audio logs of celine which i think is a really cool touch of your person doing their own audio logs yeah and as you listen to them you can kind of sense that she's getting crazier and crazier you know who knows how many times she's been on this planet um it's a roguelike game so you have to kind of complete one run in a go I don't know how much spoilers I want to get into. I'm not going to get into any spoilers, but let's just say there, there is a midway point. Most roguelikes, you complete the game from start to finish on one run. This actually has what I'll call uh, acts. So there is an end to Act 1. And at the end of Act 1 was, in my opinion, it was, it was mind-blowing. It was so far out of left field, and I didn't know how to handle it. It was, it, it was kind of crazy what they were showing me, and I was... I was all pumped. I was all pumped to get into the end game and figure out the last of the part of the story. I haven't done that yet, but uh story's been pretty cool. They also throughout whenever you kind of beat a boss, they let you go into this this house and then you go into a first person view and it's almost reminiscent of PT and you get a little bit of story that way. Now, I, I, I don't know much about the story. I played 40 hours. I know she's stuck there. I know something <laughs> happened midway point. Yeah, I. It's, it's good enough to keep me going, and I do enjoy every time I get an audio log or I get another run through that house in the first-person mode. So story's been good. Not a strong okay. suit, though. Not its best aspect. Okay. Um, so we mentioned this is PlayStation 5 exclusive. Mm-hmm. We know you've, you've said before you have some issues, some technical issues with some games on the yep. PlayStation 5. So how has this been on the PlayStation 5? Yeah, some technical issues. <laughs> It's been like a lot of the other PlayStation 5 games. And I I don't know if it's the software or the hardware, because like I said, I didn't really have any issues with the PS4 at all. But uh, this game crashed a couple times, uh, which makes it very unfortunate, because if you've read anything about Returnal, uh, this game does not have save points at all. So you have to complete an entire run in one go. And this can take anywhere from two to four hours. Mm-hmm. So you really got to put four hours in a row to finish a run. You could put your system in rest mode and then just boot it back up. But rest mode isn't always reliable for the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, you could also just leave it on. But once you go to another game, you cannot start at that same point in Returnal. It doesn't have a quick save feature. It doesn't have anything like that. So Dang. I'm going back to the technical part. When the game crashes, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, because you might be an hour in, you might have a really good build to start off, and it's just um, they fixed that with a few patches. So I haven't seen it lately, but at launch, it wasn't the greatest. I'm hoping those issues are almost all resolved. 
Yeah. So, you know, hit and miss right here. Yeah. So, um, hits and misses. Speaking of hits and misses, sometimes when you shoot, you hit. Sometimes when you shoot, you miss. That's part of the yeah. gameplay. So, yeah. let's talk about that. <laughs> gameplay. How has the gameplay been for you? All right. So, there's a lot to unlock with the gameplay here. So, this is a third-person action game, uh, and it's roguelike. So, roguelike is you start at the very beginning of the game. When you die, you have a new run. You're starting over every time you die. So uh, a lot of people enjoy that type of game. I know, Jeremy, you've been getting into them a little more recently. And I really enjoy those types of games. I tend to enjoy the roguelikes that let you unlock things as you go. So even though you start over, you might come back a little bit stronger. Mm -hmm. This game does not have that aspect. So you really do start at the very beginning. So the game is 100% based on your skill. Now, there are some small unlockables. You might unlock items that you can find in the world. But just because you unlocked it doesn't mean you had it when you start the run. You actually still got to find it. And it's completely random whether you'll get that item or not. So um, it's very very luck-based, unlike a lot of games I've ever played. You can go into a run and immediately have a tough room because it's all procedurally generated. Um, There's different biomes that you have to go. Um, You could go into the first room and be swarmed by enemies with just your starting pistol and and lose. I've done that uh, dozens of times at this point where it's just like, I don't really have a chance at this. Or you can get a very solid run where the first couple rooms kind of set you up. They give you good items. They give you better guns. And you can have a really good run. So um, what's these runs look like? Like I said, you go through these different areas. There's different biomes. So you'll start... And you try to clear out as much as you can. You have to get to the boss area. So you spend a lot of that time going through and collecting items and collecting artifacts, which boost one of your skills, but they also could hurt one of your skills. Uh, Those are called parasites. I'm sorry. You can also buy items. And some of the items are very strong. Some of them aren't. Some of them give you an extra life, which is essential when you're trying to make a deep run. But pretty much you're going through these areas, trying to get to the boss area. When you get to the boss area, It's a fantastic fight. I haven't had one boss that's been mediocre so far. Every boss is really legit. They're very tough. They send out so much projectiles and so many beams and everything. You feel really cool when you're fighting them and you're dodging and you're barely scraping by. And one thing this roguelike does that I like is when you beat a boss, you don't have to replay that boss. So you beat the boss on biome biome one. You can immediately go to Biome 2 if you want. You know, you still got to find the room to get there. But, yeah, you don't have to fight the first boss again. So that's okay. pretty much the general gameplay of, of Returnal. You know, go through these rooms, fight the boss, make it further. Um, a lot of fun. The shooting is very, very solid. There's 10 different gun types, I believe. Um, some are better than others. I found favorites. They all have an alt fire, which, like I said, some are good, some aren't. You know, it's all personal preference. Um, the manu- uh, maneuverability is a lot of fun. You know, she's very quick. She's got a dash. She's got a grappling hook, stuff like that. So um, they really put you in a position to have fun while you're playing. Now, on break, I told you guys I played about 40 hours. I, I can't beat the game. I've tried. I really, really <laughs> tried. It's, it's oh, very man. tough. Um, I'm it's still act, funny. I'm in Act 2, and I've beaten this, the two biomes in Act 2. I think I have one more biome to go, but it, it's just so hard. And I've had such a difficult time. Like I said, the luck of it is is just out of this world. <laughs> like I said, some runs I have really good luck, some runs, most runs I don't. So uh, mm-hmm. 
the gameplay is a lot of fun. It's difficult. There's no difficulty setting, you know. It's it's just it's a very fun third person shooter. Okay. Um so a very fun but difficult roguelike. Um yes. $70, right? It is $70, yes. $70. So based upon your opinion, your familiarity not only with the game but with the genre of the game, do you think Returnal was worth it? All right, so right off the bat, I think roguelike is a genre that literally just doesn't work for some people. So let me just say for this, if, if you aren't a fan of roguelikes, I don't think, even though this is like a AAA version of those, if you've played those games before and you don't like them, I don't think this will be the one that turns you. You know, this right. one is not the most difficult one I've played, but it, it's right up there. You know, it's not like a rogue legacy, which I love, where you continually get stronger and stronger and you can kind of will your way through that game. This game is difficult throughout. So if you're not a fan of that genre, uh, don't get it. If you are a fan of the genre or if you're curious, you haven't really played one before. Uh, yeah, it's worth it. A hundred percent for 70 bucks. The gameplay is so much fun. Like I said, I've had such a hard time, but I cannot put it down. Like I keep going back to it and just playing runs, even when I'm not in the zone. Cause I feel like you almost have to be in the zone to have a really good run, especially when they're three to four hours. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll jump into it. Even though I know I only have about a half hour to play just because I love running and gunning and shooting and dodging these people and seeing the different areas that I come upon. So, uh, I think it's worth it. $70 is very expensive, but that's the new normal for Sony. And you just kind of have to bite the bullet if you want their games. I I do think it's worth it. Okay. Cool. Corey says Returnal is worth it. Guys, check it out. Watch some gameplay. Watch our yay or nay. You can check that out. Kind of get the impressions of the initial gameplay. Our impressions of the game. Um, a little A little taste of the story, which I think they tell in a very interesting way. Um, yeah, but that is it for Returnal. If it wasn't worth it, which means we're going to move on to our next segment. We're about to play some games, y'all. Next segment, Legally Guessing. Legally Guessing is where we are given not 20, but 21 shots. Right? Yes. To figure out what game someone is talking about based on the descriptions and the information they give us. So uh, this go about this legally guessing who was bartending this one. It is David. <laughs> yes. I so, got a game picked out and ready to go. David, we are ready when you are ready. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Go on, Jeremy. I'm a little parched. Okay. Um, so let's see. First question I got for this game. Um, um, do you... This is going to be a really bad question. I'll go with it. Okay. Do you shoot people in it? Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Um... Shooter. Was this game uh, made? Okay, if you shoot people, was this game made on a disc? Yes, it came out on a disc. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 
games. We got a little time frame. Was this game or is this game? No, I'm going to use it correctly in context of the sentence. Was this game created within the last five years? No. All right, we're dealing with an oldie. We are dealing with an oldie. All right, so we actually do have a time frame here because if it came out on disc, that means it had to be at least, what, Dreamcast? That was like kind of the first console right. to do. So, you know, we got about a 15 years span here. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so you, you shoot things. Is this game a first-person shooter? Or does it take place in the first-person perspective, I guess? I... I that's, a, that's, a, that's an easy question to answer, man. I know. You, uh, no. You're sure? No, no. No, you're not sure. No, I'm, I'm sure... It does not take place in the first-person perspective. Wow. I mean, you can I, look up the game on your I, computer yeah, that's right that, now. I, I, that's what I'm doing. I, I, oh, my gosh. I... Yeah, okay, no, yeah, I was right. That's what I thought. Yeah, no. Right. It's okay. third, it, I'm, it's, I'm marking the questions. We're on question four, by, by the way. It's third person. It's third. Okay, that, third person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Um. Hmm. hmm. So what? Let's see, Corey. That puts us what? Dreamcast, PlayStation. Xbox. I mean, it could be. Yeah, three hundred and sixty. It could be Xbox One and PS Five. I mean, those were out. You know, past they've been out eight years, so. It could have been the early years of those. All right. Um, hmm. Is uh okay, 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 okay. Is did this game come out originally during the? Make sure I got this right. Make sure I got this right. I, 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 I got to make sure I got it right. I'm going to answer as technically as possible. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Did this game come out during the eighth gaming generation? Which is? Yeah, you're going to have to just throw that at me. Which is? Xbox One, PlayStation 4. Switch? Um, no, we don't want Switch because you said we'll take Wii U. There you go. Yep. There no. You. Okay, so that's five questions. Okay, okay. Okay. Is this game, does this game have a known multiplayer mode? Is it known for multiplayer? No. That was a okay. dumb question by me. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Well, I mean, I usually play a lot of multiplayer games. That's true. So for me, it wasn't that bad of a question. Okay. I'll build, I'll build, I'll build you up there a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're at six, Jeremy. Is this game part of a multi-game franchise? So for instance, part of a series. for example, like a Grand Theft Auto or 
like a devil may cry or something, right? So like if it has more than one, is it part of a series? Yep. Yes. All right, good question. Here we go. All right, I think I got a good one here. Um, yeah. Was this game exclusive to a console when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right so now I think we should narrow down the the console right. here. Right. But we still um, need the generation. We do not know the gen. I'm assuming it's the Xbox, GameCube, and PlayStation, but has has yeah. to be. Has to be. But we gotta figure that. We gotta ask, right? Well, well here's the thing. We know that it didn't it didn't come out before it didn't come out after 2013. Because 2013, 2013 is Xbox One, PlayStation 4, right? Yeah, it didn't come out after that. Right. So it's before then. Right. But so, it's definitely after the Dreamcast. When did the Dreamcast come out? I want to say 2000, 2001. Yeah, so, I mean, we still have like 13. It, it's got to be the Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. I'm going to say, though, I'm just going to say this off, off rip. If this ends up being a PlayStation 3 game, I'm going to get pissed off. Okay. <laughs> no, he already said it's not. Oh, wait, no, he, no, he did. He did say it's not. Not a PlayStation 4. Oh, PlayStation 3 game. Exactly. Exact C. That's why I'd be pissed. You oh. forgot you didn't even remember it existed right there. <laughs> well, that's uh, what we're gonna we're gonna find out what console it was for, all right? Right. So is was this game a console exclusive for Sony? Yeah. Liked how you worded that. Perfect. Yes. So we know it's either a PlayStation 2 game or a PlayStation 3 game. So there's or a still PS1. Pop- oh, yeah, that's true. So there, I can still possibly get pissed off. All, All right, right. So it's a third person. It has shooting. Uh, no known multiplayer. Right. Um, it's on a PlayStation console. It was exclusive. Well, right. It's not, it's not known for multiplayer. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. It's not okay. known. It might, have, it might have multiplayer. It probably does now that he said that. <laughs> Um, let's see here. What could it? I mean, we got to figure out which one of the three it's on, right? Yeah. We're gonna have how to do we do that? More how do how do we do that where we get the most information possible? Still, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, because see, here's the thing, man. The PlayStation One and PlayStation Two libraries are so big compared to three. I think that, like, especially the PlayStation Two library, right. So I feel like if we just maybe ask if it's on that one, we eliminate a ton of possibilities. Okay. All right. Okay. Is this game a PlayStation 2 game? It is not. All right. It is right. not. It is not. It is not. Yeah. Why do you okie doke like that? <laughs> Why do you okie doke? Right, that's, that's 10 questions right there. So it's PS1 or PS3. If it's PS1, if it's PS1, I'm screwed. I don't know anything about PS1. We just got to ask, is this a PS3 game? No. All right, it's a PS1 game. Dang it. All right, so that's 11. It's a PS1 game, Jeremy. Uh, exclusive. Third person for the PlayStation 1? You shoot guns. This is freaking stupid. Not right. known for its multiplayer. Yeah, why would it be known for its multiplayer? 
Um, all right, we gotta we gotta we gotta break this down game this game down a little bit more. I think. Here's the thing. We've got like what eleven questions left. Ten. Well, ten, ten questions. Answer. Left. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna still keep doing this. I think we're screwed. But I'm gonna keep doing. This. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, because here's the you said you can't think of any PlayStation One shooter. I just I'm just not very good at PlayStation One. I can only think of two. So, so. What two can you think of? Um. I mean, Metal, could we talk about Metal Gear, right? Yeah. And could then we, could we talk Siphon about something filter. like Twisted Metal? You definitely shoot guns in that. You shoot guns in it. It's third person perspective. No, that's a that's but a I feel like that might be known for its multiplayer. Yeah, and I also wouldn't describe it technically as third person, even though I know what you're saying. I mean it is though, but but you can also yeah. do first person view in Twisted Metal though, can't you? Yeah, but I think it's third is it standard, you know. Um all right, how can we break this down even better? So we need to figure out man, we need to kind of figure out what type of game it is. We know it's in the third person perspective, but is it strictly a shooter? I don't know. How long did the PlayStation 1 last? Like 6 years? I have no I have no clue. I think yeah, probably around there. Oh man. Um uh, okay, how about if I, if we if we were to check and see if it was made by like a Japanese studio, would that add any clarification to anything? Mm, not really for me. Maybe no, it wouldn't it wouldn't for me either. <laughs> what if we found out like what if we found out something about the main character? Like, could we ask if it was a male human character? Go for it. Well, do it, I have to ask that? No, no, no. We can always we can take okay. out of turn. Is this is the main character a male human? You have to ask a yes or no question. Is the main character a male human? I can't answer that with a yes or no. Wait, are there multiple? Are there multiple main characters in this game? Yes. There's multiple main characters in the game. Technically, yes. I'm going with yes. I'm I'm leaning now more towards Twisted Metal, Jeremy. Okay, but we're further away. I mean, we if we if we guess now. We're still clear to guess more, though, aren't we? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a guess. We can narrow this down way more. Oh, okay. While getting more information, but like that knocks out a lot of like Metal Gear knocks it out. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what type of game this could be now. I, I'm thinking Twisted Metal. Like, what other, what other game can you think of with multiple main characters? Um. In this game, do you shoot cars with your own car? Yes. Oh boy. Um, let's just make sure. Uh, was this a a first in its series? No. All right. Was it the second in its series? <laughs> no. Okay. Is this game on PlayStation One? 
Yeah, he said it was on PlayStation 1. Did he? Yeah. I think he just said it wasn't on PS3. Did Twisted Metal 3 come out for PS1? I, I don't know. Is there a Twisted Metal 3? I feel like there is, because wasn't Twisted Metal Black after 3? Yeah, but, I mean, it's not Twisted Metal 4. I, I don't know. Could this be like like a PSP one? Because that's on a disc. No, he said, Listen, it, was we got, a, he said it was got, a PS1 game, though. No, he didn't. He just said it wasn't a PS3 game. But I don't. I don't feel like he would. I don't feel like he would name a PSP game. You're, you're probably right. I'm probably just overthinking it. Let me just ask: Is this a third game of a series? Yes. Go ahead, Jerry. We finish it off, buddy. <laughs> is this game Twisted Metal Three? You are correct. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Got it. <laughs> Which, there's there's five on the PlayStation. There's, there's one, five? two, three, four, and Small Brawl. Five on the PS1. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Five. Wait, Twisted Metal Four. Twisted Metal Four was PlayStation. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Okay, I, I thought. It, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, there's five of them. Because Black was the first one on the PS2. Oh my god. I thought I thought there was like two on the PlayStation 1. And the the people that made Twisted Metal 3 is 989 Studios. I, I don't know if that would have helped you guys at all. Whatever. Nope. Yeah, I don't think it, it was. wasn't it Japanese, I don't think. Well, you know what? Nailed yeah, I, it. Yeah, I wanted to pick a game that was older, but something you guys might be able to catch on to because I've okay. mentioned it many times before. Yeah, we would have let down. We did pretty good, Jeremy. Good there work, buddy. Yeah. Good teamwork. You guys were very unsure <laughs> of yourselves at the start there. I mean, it was it was tough. I don't know. It's it was really tough to go from a million games and bringing it down to one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ex- especially with PlayStation, because every PlayStation has a huge library of games right yeah i mean i was kind of i was kind of on the trail pretty early though like maybe oh yeah you were like when you said twisted metal you don't know how hard i was keeping (laughs) my face to not make a movement sometimes you got to play the person you know it's been on your mind a lot lately so there you go there you go (laughs) nice all right legally guessing we got there Great bartending by David. <laughs> and uh, we're going to move on to the next segment. The Indie Spotlight. We want to spotlight an independent game that we think uh, kicks uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool beans, right? It's a kid's say. And that game <laughs> would they? be... I think so. I think they do. <laughs> at least they did at one time. And that game would be game that we mentioned earlier in this level cities colon skylines now um this is a game that has been out for a minute but has recently had some dlc come out um something something trains i forgot what the other one was but it basically it's a new kind of dlc pack that adds train stations and other kind of 
public transportation to the game besides what's already been there um, on top of the plethora of DLC they've already done and put into it. But um, the game is available on, I think, Game Pass. Um, yeah, that's how I played it. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. I played it on, I've, you know, I've had it on Steam for a couple of years, so that's how I first played it. They have different DLCs you can get for it. So we've all been playing some City Skylines. Um, obviously, this this is something that I naturally gravitate towards. It's an urban city builder. The guys decided that, you know, we're, we're going to get into it, too. We want to try this game out. Heard so much about it. There was an article recently written, I think, in the in PC Gamer that talked about how City Skylines has basically, like, it owns the genre of city building games. Like, it, it came out around the same time SimCity 4 or, or the, whatever the newest SimCity was. And because that one was designed by EA and it had a bunch of stupid stuff in it, it didn't do anywhere near as good as it had to. And City Skylines blew it out the water and pretty much took over the genre. So, Dang. but I mean, I'll mention something else that kind of combats it to some extent in my final thoughts. But for now, we're going to do City Skylines. Now, I remember, I believe it was Corey, that had a little, had a little bet going here on the side. And I take you guys a little BTS, right? And the bet we had going is we're all playing City Skylines. And the bet was that whoever had the largest city population-wise by the time we were recording this level um, would be able to write the other two's final thoughts for the following level. So not this level, but the following level. Uh, so we had a discussion to figure out who had the largest population. Now I remember Corey saying, "Let's let's go in order. I think from from smallest to largest here." So if I don't, if I recall, David, you said that you maybe had fifteen people. Yes. Okay. It wasn't great. Not great. Not great. Not great. Fifteen people. Valiant effort. And then I want to uh, go that far. Okay. And so it, and so it was uh, abysmal. Very very terrible effort. <laughs> And yes. so then, and so then, Corey said, "Oh well, I'll do you better. I've got about." I, I here's the deal, guys. Okay, I yeah. don't know what this is doing to spotlight city skylines. I think we're at this point we're doing it a disservice. Um, and I think you're also doing a disservice to small cities in America. I think mm -hmm. if someone doesn't take someone doesn't take a small city and say, "Hey, just because your population is less than New York, you're less than this city." You know, there's beautiful oh. things about cities with 80 people in them. There's a lot of good to be had in those cities. There's cities and maybe with 80 that, people in them. Really? Is, maybe, that how many, is that how many people in your city had, Corey? 80? And maybe maybe the creator of that city was working on the roads, and he liked to do a lot of the minutiae of the city building. You know, he loves how each city had its own uh, name street, and maybe he wanted to put districts out there. Maybe he wanted to make sure his water worked just right before he put – Everybody out there, if given just another six months, he might have had a bigger city. Right. Well, one thing I'm going to say is, Corey, you can't even make districts in city skylines until you reach a population <laughs> of 320 people. So you couldn't, have been making, maybe, you couldn't have been making districts because you didn't have enough people to make a district. OK, I'm just saying maybe those are the things I like to do. OK, before. OK, OK, Mr. 80 there. And then, of course, I top it off with just a crazy high number. So anyway, we're going to get we've never, to we've never gotten his number, by the way. I, tr more. I trust him. Oh, I, can, I can say it, but I don't well, want to embarrass. <laughs> I'll just put, you know what I'll do, guys? I'll put out just an image 
of my city's population on our socials the night we're recording this with no context. And then when you <laughs> and then when you hear this, you'll know the context. So we're going to talk about city skylines. Now, you guys, you've been able to spend at minimum at least a couple hours into this game, mm-hmm. at least figure out some of the mechanics. Um, what did you think of it? And do you under maybe get why so many people absolutely love this game? Uh, well, somebody who's not into these kind of games, play, starting this game and getting into it was very confusing. Yeah. It didn't really explain stuff very well. Right. So it's something you're trying to just have to hard head through yourself through to get through it. I can see why people like these kind of games, but I just kind of got stuck at the beginning. And I mean, you know, it it looked all right for what it is. You know, it doesn't need to look like an amazing AAA game. You're just kind of making buildings and stuff. You know, it looked great for what it needs to be. And the controls were, were simple enough, but just the, the just the gameplay. I just got stuck were you confused that you could only build um two lane roads in the beginning <laughs> you couldn't nope. build any of the larger roads that would come off the the highway they start you with until mm-hmm. you built the small road first that that was fine i got that i got the road okay. i got city i got uh some houses i got some businesses I got like the water tower and the electric plant or whatever, but like I couldn't get the stuff to connect for the like the houses and the businesses to get electricity and water and stuff. It wouldn't, and then it wouldn't even explain to me how to do it either. Yeah, it does not explain things very well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So going back to something you said earlier, they uh, EA put out SimCity. Yeah. So it's kind of like a reboot of the series, right? Yeah. Um, and the thing was, they had so many stipulations on that game. It was always online when it first came out, and your cities actually had to be built in almost like boroughs. You could only have a certain size to that yep. city, uh, which was very frustrating. And I think the thing that um, City Skylines does so well, it, it just lets you have creative freedom. It tells you, build the city you want to build. And I love it for that. You really can do whatever you want in this game as far as city goes, you know, building a city. That's the best part. And I only had two hours in when we re- when I replayed it this time. But I did have about mm-hmm. 10 or 15 hours the first time I bought it. So I do really enjoy this game. I do like this genre. I don't get to play it too much. But this is definitely king of that genre right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, want, I do want to make a comment on the your, the freedom of it. Anything I tried to do that I had like the money for or whatever, it it did let me do it. So I didn't have any issues with with any of that. That that yeah. that was a good aspect of that game. Yeah, you can pretty much build the city however you want, really, you know, in regards to roads, how those works, um, you know, the water levels, whether you're using it for, you know, sewage and different stuff like that. I actually I watched one YouTube where it's a map where across like across the highway or some other place, they were able to buy another area where they can continue to build in the city. And it had like a little a cavern, almost basically, almost like where you would think a pond would be. And what they ended up doing is, is they ended up setting up their sewage, uh, their sewage outline in that area. So the second city that they were going to build onto was going to have 
a, a, a pond of sewage uh, as, <laughs> as its water feature. It just let them do it. Right? So, uh, it, yeah, the game lets you pretty much do whatever you want. It's games like this and like, um, I know, Corey, you said you've, you've played Planet Coaster a little bit before, I yep. think. Yep. Kind of get the same vibe almost that you can pretty much build whatever you want in those games. And that's like one of the things that we like about City Skylines. You can build whatever city you want. There are some restrictions because obviously as you level up, your city, you you unlock more things. When you reach, um, you know, a level or a population of 320, you can unlock other things. When you unlock a population of 620, you get more things and more things as your population grows. So um, it accounts for all that. And obviously you can change, you can bulldoze buildings, houses, whatever you want to build. Um, there's a great modding community for it. So one of the issues that people have a lot with that game is the traffic element. So there's a traffic manager mod you can put on there that lets you actually dictate, you know, which roads have stoplights and which have stop signs. So that way you can manage the flow of traffic a little bit better and all that stuff. And it's just on and on. It's fantastic city builder. It's it's this game is what EA wishes SimCity could have been. And that's why I think they haven't even attempted to re-enter this this genre yet. I mean, think SimCity is a is a historic classic game franchise. Like mm-hmm. it goes back 20, 30 years. And the idea that they were so greedy and inept with what they were doing with the new iteration of it, and that this, you know, this team Colossal Order came over and created this city building game that blew it out of the water when it first came out and has done nothing but just build the game up since then to a point where they're not even competitive. Says a lot. So, I mean, right. you can tell the developer, they they love this genre. It wasn't, oh, yeah. hey, we're trying to make as much money as possible. They were, but it's they love this genre and they wanted to do it as much of a service as they could. Yeah. You know, City Skylines can be two games. It can be a 100% creative release when you just want to build your city and go to creative mode and have unlimited money and mm-hmm. you can build your city however you want and make it as beautiful or make it as toxic or whatever. It's awesome for that. And when you don't want to play on creative mode, you can really have a, a money crunching type of game where every citizen, you have to raise their taxes slightly. You have to make sure there's schools and there's fire houses. Yeah. It's just, it can be two types of games for two types of players. And it's just, it's wonderful for that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. City Skylines is a great indie. Um, they've gotten a little bit more money hungry recently with all these DLCs. <laughs> need to come on out with City Skylines too. Yeah. But, you know, City Skylines is a great game. It is. And it still has a ton of life in it. So if you guys have not played City Skylines or if you have interest in it, if you have Xbox Game Pass, whether it's Ultra or just either or for PC or Xbox, it is available. You can check it out there. Obviously, you can buy it on Steam or any other place that sells a game. It's pretty much sold everywhere. Um, but that is it for our indie spotlight, which brings us to final thoughts. We give one last thought or point we want to make about anything related or unrelated to this level. So, who would like to give their final thoughts first? I'll go. Okay. My final thought is I will gift. Somebody, a listener, on any console or Steam or whatever, Dead by Daylight, if they say anywhere on any of our socials the magic word, words, uh, 
Leon is OP. <laughs> if, you know, you know they. If they want to play, if they don't want to play, tell somebody else. See if they, you know, that, that wants to play. You know, I'll I'll buy them the Dead by Daylight game. Wow, that's awesome. It's very generous. I'm typing it up as we speak. I would love Dead by Daylight. It is <laughs> on Game Pass right now. I, I know. I think I okay. have it for, for PS Plus. Um, <laughs> uh, you want me to go, Jeremy? Sure. Okay. Do Do I have a treat for you fellows right now? Mm. I don't know if you've heard of this, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. Yep. Yep. I know yeah. where you're going with this. They have just released an extended cut. 20 extra minutes of footage that was just released on the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie in a while, it's great. Go back and watch it with this extended footage. The Mario Bros. movie is back, baby. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um, my final thought is if you are cool with having another game launcher installed on your computer and you do not mind having your data possibly mined by the Chinese, uh, the Epic Game Store currently has Frostpunk for free until June 10th. So you can go ahead and download this lovely post-apocalyptic wintry survival management game that um, I've had stored as a was it worth it for us for like a year or so and um check it out and check and see what i would be saying if i did talk about it because (laughs) it is a very good interesting but difficult it is a challenge game and i mean it's great that they're putting it out there for free because it feels like a lot of game it feels like a type of game where people maybe have kept an eye on it but didn't want to pull the trigger on it because they thought hmm Server survival post apocalyptic survival game. I don't know if I want to put 20, 30, 40 dollars down on it. Well, now you can get it free. Just sell your information to the Chinese. You're good to go. All right. So that is it for final thoughts. That is it for level 29 of your thoughts and players podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service and listen, listen and, 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 and downloads. You can like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thoughts of players, all one word. We are on Instagram at thoughts.players. We are also on Twitter, thoughts players too. You can catch us on YouTube where we upload our yay or nays as well as the video versions of our podcasts. Um, and we are on the TikToks where we sometimes post memes. So that is what we are doing. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to us. Be sure to check out We the Meeple, which dropped. If you love board games, you check that out. That is our new monthly board game podcast being steered by Corey and also being joined by Joey and Cody. They're having their discussions there, doing their thing. We will have one a, day you two. Yeah. One day you two, right? Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we will also have another, our next episode of an indie story coming out soon where we talk to a very interesting developer his name being Andreas, about a game called Selene. So make sure you look out for that, as well as a bunch of other stuff that we can do. So that is it for us. Uh, and until next time, we will catch you on the next level.